Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson and Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is the next installment of our digital tools for teachers. We have not come up with a fancy name, but I kind of feel like we should. Today's episode is going to be all about the what, why, and how for teachers when it comes to email folders. Isn't email just one of your favorite things, Bridget? No, no, it's not (laughs) at all. So in order for us to avoid that and talking about emails as much as possible, let's hear a TSH from Amelia. Amelia says, finding emails in the black hole that is my email inbox is her TSH. Girl, I feel you. I can never keep up with organizing it. And then when I need to find an email that has some important information, it takes forever in all caps. I feel like I waste so much time and sometimes I can't find the email at all. Oops. So what's really funny about this to me is that I have never had a problem with work emails, at least not for a while, but we'll come back to that. Um, But I have definitely experienced this with my business emails. I would get swamped and then not be able to find what I need. So now I try to stick to clearing my email inbox once a week for my business emails. I just can't get to it every day. But usually on Saturday or Sunday, I'll sit down and I'll make sure I go through like every single email. Yeah, I definitely think some of the strategies that we're talking about here in this episode is going to really help people because it really helped me in general. I typically will keep a zero inbox as well. And but here's the thing, like I truly hate emails. Like I if this is the one thing that I feel like I could get rid of overall, it would be emails. I just don't like looking at them. I don't like answering them. It's just not my my jam. Um, that has just always been my weakness. And while I have improved like a lot over the years, it is still an area that I continue to try and grow in. So luckily, we have a great episode for all of you um, that will hopefully get you started on conquering the beast. Now, I mentioned that I have not had a problem with work emails for a while and that I was going to come back to that. So I have to tell a quick story about emails my first year of teaching. Okay. So as a first year teacher, obviously I had a lot on my plate and emails were just not of concern. And at that time, I hadn't really figured out how to best organize my emails. This episode would have been great for me to listen to my first year of teaching. So I did not have folders. And because I was paranoid that I would like delete an email that I actually needed, my entire first year of teaching... I never put an email in a folder, so that means they stayed in my email inbox, and I never deleted a single email. So literally, at the end of my first year of teaching, I mean, I had thousands of emails just sitting in my inbox, and all I would do when I had to find an email is type in the search box and hope that it came up. I had no organizational (laughs) system. So thankfully, I have learned better ways thanks to email folders. Um, And since discovering email folders, that has never been a problem for me. But just know that you know, I'm not perfect. Girl, no, you need to know that people are are probably sitting there saying, yep, that is me right now. Thousands of emails inside the inbox. I know teachers that do that, like in my building, that just have a ton of emails. They never delete everything. Everything is always there. Um, I have to say, like for me, though, the biggest challenge was not replying right away and Mm. that emails would end up getting lost or that I would misread information because I didn't like transfer over dates and I didn't process information correctly. So 
all of these strategies here in this episode, like you said, I wish I would have had it years earlier. Yeah. Now let's be clear. There are so many different email service providers. An email service provider would be like Gmail or Outlook or Yahoo. We are not going to be able to get too specific in this episode because every email service provider does things just a little bit different. So remember, you can always Google how to do something with your specific email service provider. If you can't find the setting or figure out exactly how to do it, um, just Google it, okay? That someone out there has created a video to show you how to do it or has written an article. Um, But just keep in mind as we go through this episode, we're not gonna be super specific because every email service provider is different. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and start jumping into the what. So email folders are just a way to categorize and store emails in an organized way. These are similar to the folders in your Google Drive. So just kind of imagine your Google Drive but for your email. You can give the folders a name and then move emails from your inbox to the folder so that you know exactly where to find it when you need it. So let's jump into the why. I mean, I feel like we've already given you several reasons why you need to use email folders. Most of those reasons having to do with not repeating my mistakes from my first year of teaching. But we're going to really kind of dive into some specific reasons that we feel email folders are a necessity. So the number one reason is that it helps you keep a zero inbox. Bridget already mentioned a zero inbox. So let's just clarify a zero inbox means you have zero emails in your inbox. It's exactly what it sounds like, which in reality is not that hard to do. But for many of us, it seems like this like distant dream, like someday I will achieve a zero inbox. But we promise it's really not that difficult to actually accomplish. Here's the thing. Every email should be in a folder. Okay, every email should be in a folder. Even if you have to create a folder that is literally called important emails. Bridget mentioned not always being able to reply right away or maybe it's something you need for like a meeting next week, but you're like, well, I'm just gonna leave it in my inbox. No, 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 get it, get it out of your inbox. Create a folder that literally says important emails or emails in use or like must read or something, whatever works for you, I don't know and put the email in there. So again, it has a spot, you know where to find it, but it is out of your inbox. So put every single email into a folder. And that brings us to the next why. Yeah, and that's gonna be to help you process those emails. So when we see an email, your job is to process the information and determine what are the next steps that you need to be taking with that specific email. Whether it's that you need to send a reply or that you need to place that information onto your own calendar or is it that you just need to hold it for reference? You need to process it using one of those three kind of big category ideas. This really helps to prevent emails from going unanswered or getting lost, which I I have definitely done before. (laughs) You can also create a system for processing that. So example, you respond, and then as soon as you respond, you're gonna move it to the correct folder. Um, But you develop this kind of routine and this system for yourself, and I think everybody kind of processes it a little bit differently depending on the amount of information or amount of time you have to be able to process that information. But then the whole thing is, is that you're going to designate, okay, I've read this 
this email. I've opened the email. Now what's the next thing that I need to do with it? So even if you need to reply, but you can't reply right now, take that email and put it into a need to reply folder. So then that way you can move it and process it to another folder once you do have that done. Yeah, I feel like those first two whys really go together. When you have a system for processing your emails and you're trying to always achieve that zero inbox, once you get to the zero inbox, you know that you have processed all of your emails. And then any new emails that come in, you follow those same steps. You process them and you get back down to a zero inbox. Otherwise, if you just have this flood of emails, like I had my first year of teaching, you don't know what you've replied to. You don't know what you still need, what you don't need. Like, it's it's overwhelming. And then every time you open your email, you're like, <gasps> because you see the thousands of emails. So that zero inbox is going to help you make sure that you're processing your emails and that you are responding to everything and nothing falls through the cracks. Yeah. So the next why is more organization related. Having email folders is going to help you find emails when you need them. So for example, if an issue has come up with a student and your administration is asking for your communication with a family, if you have a parent communication folder, you know exactly where to go to check. Now, keep in mind, most email service providers do have a search feature, but if you think about like the number of emails that you might have with that particular parent, not all of them may be relevant, right? So you can even have different folders to kind of categorize like, hey, this is communication about assignments. This is communication about behavior. Then if you're wanting to pull emails that only had to do with that child's assignments, you can go into that folder and then you can even search for that parent just within that folder. So you're not looking through hundreds of emails. You're maybe only looking through like a dozen emails because you've really narrowed it down and it just helps it keep that much more organized. Yeah, and it goes into our next point, which is to keep your emails for reference without having to print or store them that information elsewhere, which again, remember, we're trying to get you away from having to print and store paper. We wanna go all digital and this is a great way to be able to do it. And here's the thing, you don't have to delete the emails, but they also don't have to clutter up your inbox. They shouldn't be cluttering up your inbox. You can store them in a folder so that the information is always there and can be accessed. So these are going to be emails that you don't necessarily have to respond to, but you don't want to delete them. A really good example of this is at the beginning of every year, we get StoryWorks and all of these different login information so that we can have a new subscription for the next year from our reading specialist. So instead of deleting that, um, I always just place it into a logins information or a technology folder. That way, if I need to go back and access that information to give it to another teacher, I have it there. I know never have to respond to her, but I have that information there so I don't lose it for the next time I need it. As you were saying that in my head, I was thinking of the Hannah Montana song, You Get the Best of Both Worlds. You get oh, yeah. The because what you're saying is, you know, you don't have to worry about like, oh, I need to write this down somewhere. No, no, no. Just move the email to a folder. You know exactly where to find it. But it's not really taking up space. You know what I right. mean? Like if you're printing emails and keeping them in a binder, that's valuable space in your classroom that you just you don't need to give up to emails. And it's an extra step that you're taking for no yes. reason. You're adding more work for yourself in the long run by doing that. Yep. So now hopefully we've convinced you, you need to have some email folders in your life. Let's talk about how exactly we do that again. 
every email service provider is different. So we're gonna talk about how to establish email folders if you currently have none. Like clean slate, just like my first year of teaching, you just have a inbox full of emails. But as we go through these steps, if you can't find it on your specific email service provider, just Google it. We promise the answer is out there. Okay, so the first um, thing that we're going to talk about is gonna be like a list of categories for these emails you receive, okay? Now, categories are gonna be really important. And we mentioned this when we talked about Google Drive, when it came to categories for your folders, we're doing the same thing for your emails. It really does help. But this is just a working list and you're gonna need to add and remove categories over time. You're gonna find what really works best for you and then what do, what doesn't. I think for me, um, one of the biggest things that I will recommend is that you need to have at least a waiting, a respond, um, and a reference. If you want to start with just the basics, those are your three really like basic categories that you can have. But you can also extend that beyond just a simple reference. Your reference could have parent communication. It could have something to do with technology, IEPs, GIEPs. So every time you receive an email that goes to one of those categories, you can move it on over. And Bridget mentioned that you may need to add or remove categories over time because this is a working list. It's something that you're going to mold and change. So an example that comes to mind for me of a new folder I had to create this past year was a virtual learning folder. Like that was not something I ever had before, but I had to create it. And you can even create folders for like specific school programs that are maybe kind of temporary. So for example, we did Boosterthon one year. It's like a fundraising program. And I created a Boosterthon folder in order to store all the emails that had to do with Boosterthon. But I only needed it that one year. And then after that, I was able to get rid of it. Yeah, I think this will really just be different based on everyone's needs, right? Because every school is going to to be different. Your classrooms are going to be different. So we can't really tell you exactly what folders to create, but start kind of thinking of just your generics. Start with the simple, you know, waiting, um, respond, and then also your reference. And then you can just kind of build from there. So after you have listed out your categories, the next step is to create the folders in your inbox. Now, there may be a button that says new folder or you may need to actually right click on your inbox and then select create folder. Again, Google it if you're not sure, but you're gonna take time to create all of your folders. It may seem excessive, but the more specific your folders are, the better. I went through and counted, I have over 50 email folders. Now remember, you can always add more later. So you don't have to go 50 right away like Michelle does right now. But this isn't, this isn't the end all be all. So just kind of start with the basics and build and then you can get to that 50 yard that 50 mark like Michelle does. Yeah, absolutely. This is really just to get you started. But if you think you're gonna need a folder for something, just go ahead and create it. Remember, you can always delete it later. So then you want to process all of the emails by responding if you if needed and then moving those emails to the folders. So in order to move the email, there's usually a move email button. Um, it's typically around where you would reply, reply all. There's then the move email button that allows you to select a folder or you can just click and drag the email from your inbox to the folder that you would like it to go to. And keep in mind, not every email has to be saved. This is that mistake I made my first year of teaching. I was terrified of deleting emails, but the reality is there are some emails that you can just respond to and then delete. So for example, my guidance counselor had sent me an email the other day. She had taken a picture 
during her PD, they were sharing one of my videos and she's like, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. So I just responded and then I deleted it. Like that's not an email I need to reference later. I mean, maybe I want to take a picture of the email as like, you know, a feel good memory for me, but it's not an email that I need to keep in my inbox. Yeah, no, definitely. And as you start processing these emails, you may need to create new folders and that's going to be okay. You can always consider creating folders inside of folders to make like an organization even more in depth. It's like an organization inception or, or no, I'm not even going to try to say it. <laughs> so for example, you might have one family that you need to check more of than others. So you can create a folder with that learner's name and then place under communication for like IEP or parent communication. I have had several in, um, occasions where I've had to just track one family a little bit more, whether it was that we were having specific issues, lots of different conversations that I needed to go back and reference. So that's always um, a really easy way to organize that. And remember, the goal is to have that zero inbox, no emails in your inbox. So continue this process until all of your emails have been accounted for. They have either been deleted because they aren't necessary to keep or they have been placed into a folder. Yeah. And then obviously you have to maintain this system over time. Um, we really do believe that it is much easier once you have these folders established to develop a routine and build that habit in order to maintain the system. As I mentioned at the beginning, I no longer have problems keeping up with my work email. And that's because I have a system in place. I don't even have to think about it. I just do it. Like I respond to the email, I move it to the folder or I delete it. And I maintain that zero inbox over time, which really takes away a lot of that overwhelm. And you may want to have just a single time each day to process emails. So that way you're not trying to answer emails. And then, you know, as soon as you don't have the time, it's left in your inbox. Have a designated time where you're sitting down and you're really giving all of your attention to your email. So that way you can process the information and nothing really kind of falls through the cracks. And you don't want to be tempted that every single time you hear the ding, you have to go and process it. Just keep that designated time. It's an email. It's it's not, you know, somebody's giving you a phone call. It's meant to be answered a little bit later when you do have time. Yeah, that was a game changer for me, like having one set time each day to answer and process emails. Now, at the end of the school year or at the beginning of the school year, you know, depending on your energy levels, <laughs> make sure you go through your folders and you delete emails you no longer need. We actually have a full episode where we kind of talk about this more in depth. So if you want more information on how to then clean out your email folders at the beginning of the year or the end of the year, go back and listen to episode 073 how to end the school year in a digital world. And also, guys, if you didn't know, our 2021 to 2022 Digital Teacher Planner is now available. You can go to www.teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to check out our digital planners. I mean, I don't want to be biased, but I feel like it's really, really awesome. <laughs> and while you're there on our website, also be sure to submit your TSH. We want to know what is your time sucking hurdle right now. You will have a chance to be featured here on our podcast. Also, subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified every time we drop our new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And make sure to leave a review. We love to hear from all of you as far as what you think about the podcast, and it helps us to get into the ears of so many other listeners out there. So until next time, be timely, 
Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.